This is the Ops Authority Podcast, where my mission is to break down the backside of your business so you can take the right actions to grow and scale. Hey, I'm Natalie Gingrich, a small business operations expert, and I'm going to give you a front row seat to real solutions that will help you reach the vision that you have for your business, all while equipping you to put out those inevitable pesky fires and those fears that pop up. Listen in for strategies to grow your team, craft the systems and processes that you need for your business, and establish business foundations that you may have skipped over. I know you're ready to do really big things, so let's do it together. Welcome back to the Ops Authority Podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Gingrich, and you guys are in for a treat here with episode number 174. We have a guest today, and that guest is my friend, Miss Laura Meyer. Super excited to have her here. Laura is one of those women that I have looked up to in this space and has a lot of complementary skills. She fills the gaps that I have, and so I have watched her flourish, and I've seen her give generously to her audience and to her people and her peers like me. And I'm just super excited to share her with you guys today. Welcome to the show, Laura. Thank you. That means so much coming from you because I look up to you so much and I think you do such a beautiful job with your audience. So I really appreciate the opportunity to be here and I'm excited to get started. Yeah, we talk a lot about the difference and the separation of marketing and operations. Mm -hmm. And so when I have someone like you who is so strong on the marketing or all of the tactic skills and strategies for the front side of business, which is that marketing side, I'm all ears because I recognize that my strength is opposite in, in the backside of business. And so when you find people who can break down marketing and can make it easy for you, for me, the consumer, I, you know, again, I'm just all ears. And so I think that kind of lays the foundation of both of us have expertise on both sides of business, but they're differing. And at the same time, we've been in this business game for a long time. So even though I'm not a masterful marketer, I definitely have put in a lot of work and a lot of sweat equity in the marketing game. So as I have grown my business, Laura, it has really been deeply rooted in, especially in the very beginning. And I just, we're going to have a good conversation today about relationships and building relationships. And when we talk about marketing, you know, I think the word marketing can be somewhat polarizing because it feels like social media and it feels like funnels and it feels like all of these things, which those are components that make up the marketing. But when we talk about marketing today, I really want to look at this from the relationship perspective, because that's to me, if we want to talk funnels, that has always been top of funnel. And it's just a, it's a gift that continues to give and has lots and lots of benefits. If you zero in and leverage it, it's a gift all of us have. So I'd like to talk to you about that today. Yeah. I can't wait to talk to you about it. And it's so funny that you talk about the operations being on the opposite side of the marketing because two of your graduates work with me, one in one of my companies and the other in the other one of my companies. And thank the Lord for both of them. That's all I have to say is thank (laughs) the Lord. Thank the Lord for them because I just give them my ideas and it somehow shows up in Asana and it somehow happens. And Praise Jesus, hallelujah. That's all I have to say about that. (laughs) Yes. It takes two, that's for sure. Yeah. The mutual respect is real, for sure. But when it comes to relationship marketing, I mean, I'm so excited to talk to your audience about this particularly, because I think this is particularly true for high ticket service providers, is that we are so conditioned in the world that we live in today to chase fans, followers, and likes. 
But for those of us who have been in business for a long time, for those of us who were taking in revenue, and for those of us who were serving customers before Zuckerberg even filled out his Harvard application, this is how it was done, right? This is how it was done. It was done through relationship marketing. And I think it's coming back. And the reason why I think it's coming back is because I think people are exhausted from chasing fans, followers, and likes. And listen, like I am a big fan of paid traffic funnels. My clients who I serve as a growth consultant is a level of business that will make millions of dollars in a week from paid traffic and from well-designed funnels. And I love all that stuff. And I think it's so important. And I've even started to use it in the nonprofit space, which has been incredibly rewarding. But... It's when we use those tools to replace, not enhance authentic relationships. I think that's when we get in trouble. And I think that's when we get discouraged in our business because it doesn't work. A click is not a connection and a post is not an authentic relationship. For a lot of people, it's easy just to stay behind your computer and be like, okay, I'm going to post some things and I feel busy and I'm doing the marketing things and like I'm checking it off the list. But then they, feel discouraged when those activities don't produce fruit in the business. And I think that business model is very particular. Like you've got to consider the industry, the business model, the avatar, and all of that when you're putting together your marketing plan. And on this podcast and the community that I am so affectionately attracted to is this one where we are operators. And yes, there's a lot of people in that are listening today that are building businesses, are bringing income into their families, supporting their livelihoods by leveraging the skills and the gifts and the passions that they have. A lot of them come down to service and of course, under the umbrella of operations, which can mean a lot of things. And so for this audience, for my friends that are listening today, we want to figure out how we can market. I mean, it should be all of our goal. How can we get the word out about our authority and how great and how wonderful in what we do, how do we get that out in a way where it converts? I mean, ultimately right. marketing is about conversion. And so I wanted to just pull this in because we can talk about those fancy flashy words with the likes, the followers and all of this. And in the eight years that I have been in business as a service provider, those things have never been able to actually convert for me without yeah. having a conversation. What I do needs a conversation because I am a service provider. I need to meet somebody on the other end and understand what's going on in their business because no two businesses are the same. If I put out generalized social media content, it's not going to hurt me, but it just doesn't convert for what we do. And so I want to make sure I, I just this week, Laura, I was having a conversation inside of our paid container in the DOO certification program. And I was telling them, and this is a bold, I told them, this is a bold statement. And I don't think I've ever really said this on the record. And now I'm putting it out into the big <laughs> wide, wide world, but well, now you are. Yeah. Yes. But stop with the social media, stop That's with true. trying to gamify it. I'm not saying you don't have a presence. I'm just saying, if you want to make a sale today, you cannot rely on social media. That is good surround sound. It's a good place to go later. But if you are in a place of needing and wanting the urgency of a sale and a conversion, you need to have conversations. Yes, start talking to people. Yes. So there's a very particular process that I have broken down because I, right. I had to look at like, well, what is it that has worked for 20 years as an entrepreneur? Why is it that I'll hit seven figures in the next 12 months without running any paid traffic and with very little of that business coming from any type of 
social media attribution? Like, why is that, right? And I really needed to look at the reason as to why the business has gotten to where it has. And every single time I thought back to it, it came down to relationships. And the relationships were built in a very particular way. I think people get very confused. They think relationship marketing is networking, or they think that it's just trying to get into many like coffee chats or sales conversations. And like, yes, business development is very important. And PS, you cannot outsource this. Somebody asked me yesterday, I'm like, outsource your email, outsource your inbox, outsource your social media, outsource your project management, outsource your operations, hire an operations person. Do not outsource your business development. Like it is the best thing you can do with your time. And so the first thing that I have always done, no matter what niche I was in, what category I was in, what industry I was in, at any given time is established credibility. And I think in the in the fast-paced online world that many of the listeners live in, you know, established credibility looks like posting a Lambo in a Facebook group with your hot cousin on the on the roof without disclosing that it's your cousin on the roof and without <laughs> disclosing that the Lambo is rented. Okay. So this can feel really, you know, uncertain for a lot of the listeners. And so What I would say is, first and foremost, where can you, within the community that you're in, within the place that you go every single day, the people that you talk to, where can you add value? Where can you build up this bank of goodwill? So for example, I'll give you a a straight up example. I'm a little under the weather in case you can't tell with my voice. And on Wednesday, I went to those one of those new vitamin IV centers to get shot up with vitamin C or whatever, zinc or whatever it was that could help me feel better as a working mom of three young kids. The lady had just opened. I didn't realize I knew her from mom circles and she was really freaking out. You know, she was really freaking out. And I didn't worry about whether or not she was paying me a retainer. I didn't worry about whether or not she would become a customer. I just saw a new entrepreneur who really needed some advice. So I was like, (laughs) all right. So I gave her some, having been in brick and mortar and having consulted to private equity in brick and mortar, I gave her some really solid tips to the degree to which she was teary when I left. Mm -hmm. She was like, thank you so much for coming in. This is what I needed to hear. I'm so appreciative, right? You do that for enough people, enough times, and word gets out that you know your stuff. And that credibility building is so critical. And I think a lot of people miss that because they want to go right to the sales conversation or right to the business development. But your goal in every single conversation should always be, what can I contribute? Irregardless of whether or not this person buys from me, how can I make sure that they left our, our dynamic better off than they came? You can do this in the mom pickup circles, like, wow, you know, I have this business and like, I talked to Natalie and that person might not be your ideal client, but you're just getting the word out that you're really good at what you do. That's Mm -hmm. what you do when you create value. When you're in a group conversation and there's networking or you're in a masterminder, you know, just that you can contribute value. And I think a lot of times we, we listen for what we can get, but we're not listening for what we can give. And when we flip our mindset, I would encourage everybody listening just for 30 days, just think about in the communities that you're in. Where can you provide value to the degree to which your reputation spreads to the degree to which people are like, oh my gosh, it'd be about first, she's like a marketing genius. Well, that reputation, which people have said to me before, I heard you're a genius, I heard you're brilliant. That reputation just comes from being generous with value with whoever's in front of me and not worrying about whether or not they're going to become a client, like just trusting that that will come back. 
And I think that that's a really important mindset that I have always had in business because that was survival. Before that was social media, before there was Instagram, that was survival. You had to connect with people in a way that left a lasting impression that you knew what you were doing. That's how you got on the big list, the referral list. That's how you got the VIP customers in. So that's the first step is credibility. I'm reminded of, and this is a conversation and a, and a situation, I guess, that just recently took place. Someone was referred to me to have a conversation. There was no intention that I would have to work with them. There was no intention of it, but it, w- it was you who yes. sent a friend and a peer to me and just said, hey, have the conversation. You didn't know I was going to have the solution, but you trusted that I was not going to misguide her. Yes. You knew I would show up and share value that I had. I wouldn't hold it back. You know, there is some crazy teaching out there that says, oh, you want to withhold this until they pay. And we teach completely differently than that. I mean, I, in our program, we teach, listen for the place. You want to deeply listen to people so that when they say something that you can provide strategic value on, you close the loop because you want that authority. And that's the same thing that you were just saying. It's so important, but you trusted me to show up and to give. And that person may or may not turn into a paying client for us, but she'll never forget she actually has come back and has said like, should I pay you for this? And that's exactly what you want people to feel. And the answer of course was no, but the takeaway was, wow, she knows her stuff. She was willing to listen and to give this to me. And when the time is right, or if I have another peer or friend or client or student who's looking for that, they trust me. It built that no like, and trust with just being me, just being generous and caring, you know? Yes, absolutely. And that's a person that is well-known in the industry and who talks to other people. And, you know, you start building up that trust in particular circles and the referrals will come. They will come. I really think that I was able to fast track in my service providing business. I mean, this is now eight years ago. And I remember people, my peer, my friends that I was meeting in these coffee chats would say like, how did you get so many clients? Or how did you get high level clients? Like right out of the gate, like you haven't put in all the sweat, tears and I'm like, I really didn't know. Like I'm looking around, like, how do y'all, I don't understand what I'm doing differently. And when it came down to it, people would come back and they would, these clients and and prospects would come back and just say, wow, like the authority was given because I generously gave good, real strategies. And it required me to listen. It required me to have a conversation without expectation. And, you know, I, I think that that has served me very well. I, I would definitely encourage anyone here. Step one is a have to, and it's it's really, really specific to this audience as well. I mean, I think it could transcend all audiences, but for these operators who are building businesses and building a career, a career that is not a seasonal career, a career that you want to stay in. I mean, that's what a career is, right? Yeah. Yeah. Heavily encourage you to consider that. For sure. And then as you build credibility, visibility will come. Mm-hmm. And this is the visibility opportunities will start to appear. You're going to have to initiate them at first. But as somebody who has credibility, you're going to start getting connected with people who can help you with visibility. I'm a big fan of having something to offer in any type of visibility exchange. So for example, if you have a podcast, if you just go live on LinkedIn once a week, if going on video gives you hives, then you know have a LinkedIn newsletter that you could feature somebody else in or a blog post. I don't have a strong feeling on what the platform should be. But the one thing I know for sure is that when you have something to offer somebody, 
in exchange, it is much, it's a much easier ask, right? Like nobody wants to hang out with the person who shows up to a dinner party with a half drink can of Diet Coke. Like, like nobody, nobody wants to have that friend. So what you want to do is you want to make sure that when you're showing up, you could say, oh my gosh, I, I, would you be on my podcast? Actually, I have a podcast too. Why don't we do an exchange? Or And for many people, I've found in the operations space, because some of your students, Natalie, have also come into my programs, my marketing certification programs. I have found that operations people naturally do like to stay behind the scenes. And I get that, right? I think high ticket service providers, even growth marketers, like to naturally stay behind the scenes. I happen to be somebody who is, you know, who puts the E in extrovert, but I know that's not everybody. So the big thing is really just choosing a platform that you like, that you can offer up. And what will happen is that as your credibility builds, the visibility opportunities will get better and better. At first, it might just be one of your friends in, you know, one of your programs. And it might be somebody where you're just starting out and they're just starting out and you're like, all right, let's see how this goes. But then over time, as you continue to build the visibility and you continue to build credibility, which by the way, one of the best ways to build credibility is interviews like this. Somebody might not have ever heard of me before and they trust Natalie. And then I'm here and they're like, wow, Laura sounds like she knows what she's talking about. That is a fantastic way to build credibility. And then somebody else might hear me on this podcast and say, wow, I'd really like to interview you. I have some additional questions. Would you be willing to come on my podcast? Mm -hmm. And that happens all the time. So at this point in the game, and I've only really been doing this for about three years. I've been in business for 20 years, but the first 15 were in brick and mortar. So now that I am been doing this three years, I get messaged from people who I look up to and admire and say, hey, would you like to be on my podcast? But that happens with repetition and that happens with visibility. So what I have found is the combination of credibility and visibility is what creates that lead flow. It's what creates that momentum in the business where you can look at your business and you're like, wow, I'm having 20, 30, 40, $50,000 months, if that's your goal, right? But you're reaching your financial goals, but you're like, I don't really know how to explain how it's happening. It's just mm-hmm. people are coming in and, and they are closing fast and they're qualified when they arrive and all the things that everybody who's listening really wants. It's not a one and done. It's these habits of credibility and visibility that develop a multiplier effect over time. Very, very insightful. The visibility piece, Laura, I think something that we as a community kind of get stuck on is when we think of marketing, we go straight to to visibility tactics and and frameworks and ways that we can kind of get our name out there. And because our audience is wanting to kind of avoid the face-to-face, they want to be behind the scenes which I have a lot of thoughts on and I'll circle back to those, (laughs) but I think we typically want to go to visibility first. What is your thought? I feel like this is like a layering, like you want the credibility and then the visibility. Are they sequential to you or? Yeah, I find that they are sequential. I find that it's hard to develop visibility partners that you don't have credibility with. The reason why this interview is so easy for both of us is because we have so much credibility with each other. And we don't have to worry about whether or not, you know, say making the point that you would like, or you, yeah. there's such an easy flow because of that established credibility. So I find like start in small circles, start 
in maybe people that you've just met in different events, start with people that maybe are in your programs with you and start small, right? Start doing those exchanges because there's that like, no and trust factor with each other. I know for myself, and you may experience this as well, Natalie, like I don't even have people on my podcast anymore that just pitch me cold because it's just such a boring interview. It's so much of a more fun and exciting interview when it's somebody I have credibility with. So I think it does come first. Interestingly enough, as you were talking about that, Laura, I'm like, oh, like when I get people who, who do make it into, like, if I don't know them and we, we very, very rarely have people who I don't know that are on the podcast or haven't developed a relationship with, or haven't been on their podcast or a friend didn't introduce us. This happened recently. And it's probably the first, I mean, we have 175 episodes and I bet I've only interviewed like two or three people that fall into that situation. But the feeling, remember, I'm more comfortable kind of behind the scenes and I'm having what feels like a public conversation with somebody. The fact finder in me just went crazy. I got nervous before the podcast. Yeah. I felt like I had to quote unquote, get it right. It certainly wasn't organic, right? Yeah. Cause I'm like, Oh, did I cover exactly what you just described? And that's what happens. And when you have that credibility, it's just ease. And I think, well, I know as an audience full of females, we're looking for ease in life. And if we can bring that into business and make something that is a little uncomfortable feel better, I'm all for it. So I was thinking through the way that we typically process. We're like, oh, we need to market our services. We need to market our brand. We need to become known. You know what? We're going to go into all these visibility tactics. And because we serve in so many different businesses that are heavily marketing focused, we start to pull from the Rolodex from our clients' businesses, which are nothing like our businesses, right? So I will find people doing things that are very much against their grain. And it's really a harder, longer game for them. And I always tell people, if you're looking for clients, the number one thing you need to do is start having conversations. And you said it best, finding that piece of credibility Believing it, I mean, that we won't turn this into a mindset conversation, but believing that you have credibility and authority is extremely important for you to have those bold, exciting, wonderful conversations for yourself that then lead into the visibility piece. Yeah. I mean, really what it comes down to is help somebody a little bit, talk about how you help them, help somebody else a little bit more, talk about how you help them help somebody a little bit more, (laughs) talk about how you help them. You don't develop that confidence. Like the reason why I could sit with that woman at the IV vitamin clinic is because I was in brick and mortar for so long. And I was just like, oh my gosh, this is what you need to do. And it's very much actually what you and I are talking about right now. It's like, you need to create two clipboards, one that says prospects, one that says customers. I'll send you a template when I get back and just spend an hour a day in business development conversations and have like, tick marks in terms of when you touch base with them. So I, you know, coached her through that, but ultimately you're not going to develop that muscle from the outside looking in. You're going to develop that muscle of like, here's what I found, or here's the experience I had, or here's what happened when I helped somebody with a similar issue. You're going to find that comes with doing something small, just getting that first project in being willing to be flexible on the rate and the scope of that project, and then pitching the next project and making a little bit bigger in scope and increasing your rate a little bit more. And then before you know it, you're in the arena and you're doing a great job, right? Or you're learning from the experiences of providing prescriptions or instructions and looking at what the results of those are. 
Yeah. So I think for so many people, they want that to come through observation or through passive learning and it won't. And it's one of the reasons why in our consulting certification program, I want people to do assignments and lessons and applications from like week one so that they can start developing that muscle. Yeah. We hide behind learning all the time. It's human yeah. nature to do that. And, and action is the only cure. I think that's a similar belief that we have too. So we've got credibility, we've got visibility. What else? Yeah. Eventually what happens is that you end up growing a community. You end up developing a community through visibility and credibility. And what happens is I think a lot of people want every single person that likes their social media posts or listens to their podcast, they want every single one of those people to become customers. But there's, it's very important to recognize that you're going to have an audience and you're going to have a customer base. And your audience validates your customer base. Your audience makes the customer base exist, right? And when we look at like, maybe if we're lucky, if we're lucky, 8% of the people that, you know, listen to what we have to say on a regular basis become customers, right? Then really just accepting the fact that the majority, the vast majority of the people who like what we have to say aren't going to buy from us, then we can embrace this idea that they become part of our community. And we need those people in our lives. We need the people that are not buying from us, but are referring us, cheerleading us, you know, buying our books, rating our podcasts, listening to our content, liking our social media posts. We love those people. We need those people. And I think when it comes to relationship marketing, people are just like, oh my gosh, I, you know, I have a hundred people that listen to the live and only, you know, five bought. And you're like, yeah, but like, look at the momentum that you're creating with this community around you. That's such an important goal to have in your business and not to disregard it or to think that those participants are second rate to your customers to treat them with the same love and kindness. And I'm not saying let every single one of them pick your brain on a coffee chat. Like that's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is to treat them with the same level of generosity so that you can create this flywheel effect. Because when you have community and credibility, that's when you have all this audience growth, right? And audience growth validates your offer. It just does. And then when you have credibility and visibility, you start getting more connections. You start getting more collaborations. People want to get to know you better, right? And then when you have visibility and you have community, that's when people refer you. That's when those referrals start coming in. So if you think about it like a Venn diagram and all, and the flywheel effect coming off of it, that's very much what relationship marketing, how it's constructed. And for some of you, what I just said might be as clear as mud. You're like, oh my gosh, where's my checklist? Where's my template? Where's my tool? Where's my resource? We'll get to that. I have some of that. But what I want you to do is really think about it on a conceptual standpoint, right? Think of it as a holistic conceptual standpoint, more of a mindset shift of like embracing each component of this and incorporating those habits into your business so that you can get that steady stream of referrals that every business owner wants. And this applies, like you said, to every business owner. But when we're talking to a group of operators, this is the system that I endorse. This is the system that I believe that I know. I know it to be true. I tried to do a lot of, of different things in my eight years of owning my own business. And not only from offers, but also the way I was marketing those offers. And nothing has converted. Nothing has been more aligned. Nothing has actually been easier than having conversations. When I strip away all of the fancy things that we learn and we see other people doing, by me emulating those, 
created so much resistance. And what's the ultimate result of that resistance? Inaction and no sales or the lack of conversion, which is the opposite of what we were looking for. And so I just, I am hopeful that through listening to an expert like Laura, someone who has built businesses, who guides and navigates the direction for growth in other people's businesses, she is the authority in this. And she knows that this works. She has been a model of this. And it's so good for an operator to hear this because what we want is the right aligned clients to be on our doorstep. And this is the three, and as you said, Venn diagram, and I was literally in my mind putting together a Venn diagram as you were talking. <laughs> so yeah. yes, I, I, I'm so grateful to have you here and to share this. And hopefully you guys walk away with a, you know, we'll get to that checklist. I know that, that you're exactly right, Laura, you know us all too well. <laughs> we want that checklist. Okay. This is what we're supposed to do now. One of the three things I need to do in each of those areas, but the whole concept is something we need to speak. You need to get comfortable with, which means hopefully it's freeing for you. Hopefully it's letting down some of the expectation you have of yourself of marketing a high ticket service-based business. It doesn't have to have a lot of bells and whistles. This can be a very simplistic way of doing things. I'm yeah. very organic. It's not expensive, right? And for all of us, for any business, we want greater profit margins. Well, if you're not paying for bringing in prospects or customers or clients, you get to take more home. And so leveraging this system and relationship marketing is something that's been very beneficial for me and a lot of the people in our community who have been able to rise to their level of success in a rapid way. They've done the uncomfortable part of relationship marketing. Yeah, for sure. And I think for so many of the people who are listening, I do, I completely agree and hope that it is a relief that you can really build an entire business based on this, that you could have almost little to no social media presence if you want to. I mean, I'm a marketer, so I kind of have to have it. It's like a business card for me, but I don't rely on it you know, for lead gen. And when I really look again, I created my PL projection for next year and I kept like rerunning the marketing line. Like I was like, really? Yeah. Like that's all I'm budgeting. I better put up the budget. And then I was like, what would I even spend it on? I don't need to, you know, at all of the, it was something like 3% to marketing, which is so low, as you know, normally it's like the benchmark is 10% for our businesses like this, but it was really just because everything's coming through relationships yeah. and it doesn't, you know, it's very cost-effective, but most importantly, it gives you the best quality lead. I mean, we all know who are operators, experienced operators, that when you're running the analytics on different opt-in pages or sales pages, the organic is always performs at two to three times the paid, right? And when we think about why that is, it's the same principle applies in a service-based business like the ones that your listeners have, because when people come in through a referral or through a relationship, or they've heard you on a podcast and they just really like your story or they like your vibe or they like your values and they like what you say and how you say it, mm -hmm. it's a pretty easy sale to close. Mm -hmm. It's someone who's going to close faster, listen to your advice better, stick around longer, and generally just be a much more pleasant lead to deal with. Yeah. That is so important for service providers, right? Yes. <laughs> when we're working so intimately with somebody, I would much rather follow a process that provides me someone that I'm going to enjoy spending time with, with yes. the depth 
in which we work with our clients. It's really important because we've all been in those torturous relationships that we wish we would have never said yes to. And it, it would be interesting to kind of rewire and to look in reverse and see how and why we got led to that particular icky relationship. But anyway, this is very, very helpful. Laura, tell us a little bit more about all of the work that you have put into this and what it has culminated into. Yeah. So a lot of people have asked me, like, how did you create these relationships and and how did you go about it? And so I ended up writing a book and it was definitely a labor of love. And I'm really excited to share it with your audience. It is going to be available for pre-order in November, and then it will be available for sale in December. And so if you go to the website, createyourwinwin.com, the book is called Win-Win, How to Grow Your Business Through Relationships. If you go to createyourwinwin.com, you'll be able to pre-order it. And then if you put in your pre-order number, you'll receive a free relationship marketing toolkit with all of your templates, checklists, (laughs) all the things that all of the operators will love having, the resources, the training that complements the book that you can access right away and get started. Awesome. Well, that's smart marketing, obviously. (laughs) But the toolkit is what will really be helpful for us. And, you know, I can't wait to read the book myself. And it's the backbone of how we have always done business. And I think it's the way that makes me feel best about meeting people where they're at and me understanding if they're the right person for me or if I should refer them to another counterpart, because that's, I certainly can't handle or don't want to handle every single person that comes to me. So creating a win-win, very, very important. And I'm so excited to have had you here. And I hope that lots of our listeners take away the big tips and understand that there is an easier way to doing marketing than doing a lot of the technical parts of marketing that we don't really have to. It's really showing up and, and giving, serving, which we all do and building that community off the back end of it, which brings us the best leads. Yes. I'm so grateful for the opportunity to be here. I would really encourage anyone who's listening to go to createyourwinwin.com. That bonus will only be available until the launch date of the book. So scoop it up. It is you know, very inexpensive way to become a relationship marketing expert in like a weekend. And I'm really just grateful for the opportunity to be here. I appreciate it so much. Awesome. Thanks for being here, Laura. Thank you for investing just a little bit of time to listen to this episode of the Ops Authority Podcast. I am so grateful to be surrounded by real action takers like you who are invested in growing their business through operations. Will you add one more action to your to-do list today? Visit theopsauthoritypodcast.com where you can join our community of business owners and other ops experts. You're going to hear from me in a week, but in the meantime, do big things on the backside of your business.